Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How are you? Thrilled to have a, a special guest on the podcast today, and I'm talking about Jared Freed. He's an amazing comedian out of New York. I've met him through my friends Ashley and Raina from the Girls Gotta Eat podcast, but he's just an awesome guy, and I think gives a really wonderful perspective from a straight man who has a strong female audience. Like he gets it. His comedy is great. He's a great guy. But anyways, I'm going to bring him into the studio here in a bit. But I just wanted to um, say I love each and every one of you. Hope you're having a beautiful, blessed day. And I think, you know, I want to start bringing more guests back. The logistics, I just want y'all to know it's actually a logistics nightmare to try and book guests sometimes. And I'll tell you this. I'm done doing these things called swaps. And if you don't know what a swap is, a swap is when you get somebody on a podcast and they go, hey, we're going to swap. We'll swap. You do my podcast, I do yours. Because I got bamboozled. I got bamboozled recently. Somebody said, Heather, let's do a swap on a podcast. And then after we recorded, they just hung up. And I emailed them back and said, hey, I thought we were doing a swap. When am I, when are you coming on mine? Because I invited them to come on my podcast and we just ended up doing theirs. And that's what a dog eat dog world, this full podcast business is. You got to crank out content. You got to crank it out, crank it out. And I got bamboozled and this bitch hasn't returned my email. So that's where we're at. But I don't care because that's the name of the game. You know what I mean? And I just want you to know I've been fully bamboozled. Scommed. I've been scommed out of a swap. That's why when this network, like Denny, my producers or anybody listening right now, you guys do a swap. No, if we're not doing it the same day, it's not happening. Cause I know these hoes ain't loyal. They get their little 20 minutes of content and they bounce. Oh my God. My Wi-Fi checked out. <laughs> my Wi-Fi is not working. Oh my God. Can I call you back? And then you never, they never call you back, but they made their quota for the day. They made their quota for the day. And you're still sitting here going, I have seven episodes to record so I can go on my fucking honeymoon and turn my phone off for a week. But I see what you did there, Michelle. See what you did there. But the good thing is Jared and I are doing a swap and, you know, you can trust him. Um, but yeah, a lot of Shady Boots business happening. A lot of behind the scenes Shady Boots business. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. I'm going to make sure my back gets scratched first and then I'm going to 
ghost you. Well, you know who doesn't ghost Heather McMahon? The ghost of Heather McMahon. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. Wow. Speaking of which, Andrew Collin is calling me right now. Hold on one second. Andrew Collin. Yeah. I'm actually recording you live on the podcast because I'm recording podcasts right now, but now you're on the podcast. I was actually just talking about how shady some of these fucking other podcasters are, how they say they're going to do a swap and then they never actually do your podcast. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you've done it to me many times. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. No, I have not. (laughs) I mean, I'm still waiting. I think you owe me four or five. I owe you four or five episodes, but we couldn't get the scheduling, but I've never been like, we're going to do a swap. I'll do yours. You do, you do mine. And then I don't do it the same day. What are you talking about? Uh, Of course, public persona, Heather (laughs) says this, but behind closed doors, remember when you told me to go fuck myself when I was like, Hey, I'll do three. If you just do one of mine. And you're like, Okay, how about five and one? And maybe talk to my assistant. And then you threw coffee on my face. Remember? I did burn you. I forgot about that. I did <laughs> scald your face. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah. I mean, look, maybe you've changed. You have, you know, you're getting married soon. Once you, you know, get to Italy, maybe you'll come back a little happier after you get real Italian food and not just Olive Garden with your mom complaining about Nordstrom's. But, you know. <laughs> God, Andrew, you know me so well. All right, Andrew, I'm going to finish this podcast episode and I will call you back in 10 minutes. I just need 10 minutes. Wait, wait time out. I yeah. gave you three episodes. You gave me six minutes on your podcast. I'm going to give you a, I'm, Andrew, I'm going to give you a full fucking episode. We will get it on the books this week. We'll do it later today. My God. So what else has been going on? Oh my God, I hate you. <laughs> I love you. Love everyone. Love I love other peeps. I love you. I'll call you back in 10 minutes. Love you. Bye. Y'all, that's great. I love it. See, that's what God does. God says, literally, Andrew's called me twice this week and I have not been able to get back to him. I'm a cunt and I love Andrew Collin. He makes me laugh. Speaking of other amazing male comedians, without further ado, this is such a great transition. Let me get Jared Freed on the podcast. He's so funny. He has a podcast, You Up With Bitches, the J Train podcast. You can follow him on Instagram at Jared Freed. But without further ado, let's bring Jared in the studio. Jared, how are you, honey? Great to see you. How are things? I'm great. Everything's perfect. So good to see you. So good to be back with you. Hey, so good to be back with you. Now, listen, we just recorded your podcast, the J train Mm -hmm. podcast, which I have to say, you know, this is the absolutely not podcast where I basically give people unsolicited advice, but you come from such a genuine place of actually wanting to like help people. And I just found it so endearing and so genuine. And I think you're doing the Lord's work and you're a single man. You're in the comedy world. That's how we know each other. How fresh is the single, this newfound singleness? When we spoke last, I was living with, you know, my significant other, my, right. my girlfriend. And then, you know, things ended and I, you know, came out of it, you know, you're 36, 37, and you're in this kind of brave new world of dating. Right. And it's like the same, but different, you know, and my mindset on it is different. And also talking about dating while going through a breakup and then right. being out there while also talking hypothetically and helping other people because that's the hardest part is like I talk genuinely on, on a podcast and we you know you make it as funny as possible what I've learned from like giving advice on a podcast and talking about advice is like it'll be funny if we if we're talking honestly about it right you know like people want to hear that someone's going through it yeah and every every real amazing like 
good joke comes from the most vulnerable, honest place. And I know that yeah. we, were ta- we were talking a little bit off camera, but like a lot of your stand up, obviously, like we can only speak when it comes to comedy. You can only speak from your point of view, your perspective, what you've been through, right? Mm-hmm. Your your human experience. But like you were saying earlier to me that like you know, when you're on stage, you're talking about dating, you're talking about giving, you know, this, this relationship advice. And it's probably got to be a whole new mind fuck to be in it now on the other side, being single. It's, it's weird because then you have like, I told you, like someone brings a friend right. who's like, doesn't trust me to talk about dating at all. And I understand that I look like the guy who doesn't have a thoughtful thought on right relationships and being single and hasn't thought about how the other side might feel. Like I look like the guy that has the least amount of empathy in the entire world. And then they're kind of like, and you know, and and then I'm talking about dating and then they're kind of like, they're a little bit flirting. They're Mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah, you don't know anything. I'm like, can I just tell the jokes? (laughs) Can I just, like, now listen, Jared, yeah. this is the absolutely not podcast is a safe space versus just fucking bitch. I'm okay. not bringing on doing any voicemails today. I just want to hear <laughs> your, cause listen, you're a road dog. You've been on, you go sure. every weekend and we kind of have these war stories, if you will, like the comedy world, people do not understand. They don't understand when you choose to do this for profession for a living, it's unhinged. It's not a normal yes. thing. We're both technically psychopaths. You know what I mean? Why would we decide to do this? Well, that's the thing. My mom said that when I remember when I was going to be a comedian, she's like, why would you do this to yourself? Yeah. Right. And then I remember what also happens with comics is we offend people by telling people we do this. Right. Like if you say (laughs) I'm a comedian, they go, Oh, you think you're funny? It's like, what other profession does someone challenge you right away to throw down? Start right. to do some surgery. Do you know? And, and so, and they oh, go, you're oh, a you dentist. Think, oh, you're, you're a fuck. So, look at my molars. Okay, yeah, <laughs> go ahead. And you go, and it's like, I oh, you think you're funny? And I always, I uh, always, I I play dead. I go. They go. You think you're funny? I go. Not no, at all. Not I at don't. all. I, I wish <laughs> I was funny. I just, I I'm just ready to be like. I literally, it's like a, it's it's like this weird, you know, like. BDSM relationship. I'm like, yeah, just beat me. I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I don't need to convince Joe douchebag that like I'm, and cause everyone thinks they're funny. Everyone goes, Oh, we'll tell me a joke. And it's like, and also it, comedy is such a personal thing. And it's also one of those things where it's like, if you, your style may not be the style for somebody, maybe the fucking tits for somebody else. The, sure. I hate in the comedy world when people are like, would you like their comedy? I'm like, you know, or it could be anybody. It's like, there's so, we're artists. There's so many different types of art, so many different mediums. Yeah. So like, it's it's all just a personal feeling. We were talking earlier and on your podcast, actually, but I want to reiterate this. You brought it up where, because I think this goes along with like people beating you down and like the BDSM of it. You're walking yeah. through New York. Somebody comes up, Jared, hey, I'm a huge <laughs> fan. And then they're standing next to somebody who really has to drive the message home. I don't know who the fuck you are. They're the fan. I'm not the fan. I, I mean, as if I'm Brad Pitt. <laughs> right? Like as if I think I'm Brad Pitt. Oh, I don't know you at all. I've never heard of you. I've never heard of you. And it's like, oh, sorry. Did, did we not fill out the paperwork? with you, with your office to let you know that I'd be showing up in your life today. Like, yeah, I didn't know you at all. And I get that all the time. And I'm like, yeah. I, I also don't have the confidence. I don't uh-huh. have the confidence to like, and I'm like, I, yeah, no one knows me. I, I know I'm a nothing. I'm a loser. <laughs> I got nothing. Like I, I have zero, not enough confidence to look at that person and be like, 
and, and spar with them. You know, I love athletic greens because it just makes my morning so freaking easy. And I love a, the taste, the quality, all of it. Athletic greens is my freaking jam. Here's the thing. Literally use this every day. I went, since I started taking athletic greens, I just feel like my immune system's stronger. I want a better gut health. And I was sick and tired of taking 16 different pills and vitamins. It's too much. You're choking it down. I don't have time for that. So here's the deal. I take one scoop of athletic greens. I put in a little bit of water. Now you can put in a bigger glass of water, smaller glass. I put in a little glass of water and I wolf it down. It tastes delicious and it doesn't have any like fillers or chemicals or anything. So I feel good about taking it down, but I just get to it. One scoop. And I am literally absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Do you know how nice that is to just get all of that in one freaking scoop? You don't have to worry about it the rest of the day. You're feeling good. For me, the digestion part was like the biggest part of it. I'm just feeling regular, feeling good, feeling supported, and it's just so freaking easy. So I take one little scoop, put in a little bit of water, da-da-da, stir it around, woof it down, and I'm getting 75, not one, but 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and superfood, probiotics, and adaptogens. I'm very into this. Here's the deal. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free Free, that's right, free 99, year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash absolutely to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. I also don't think people realize comedians work late at night. If yes. you see me, if I'm out on a coffee run at even 1130 <laughs> in the morning in the city yeah. and you come up to me, hey, huge fan. And then your friend wants to just really beat me the fuck down emotionally and mentally yes. to let me know that they're not a fan. They don't <laughs> know who I am. They've never heard of me. I'm not going to fight you on it. I'm going to go, yeah. well, you shouldn't have or probably I literally will tell people don't listen to my podcast. I literally will say, then don't tune in. What the fuck don't. do you want me to do? Beg you on my hands and knees. Oh, please, please well, be a fan, sir. I know. And we live <laughs> during a bad time for that because it's the follower economy. Like right. everyone knows that their follow matters, that we we do need, you know, the support. We're, we're doing direct to consumer yeah. comedy. You and I, you know, we're on podcasts. We, they know that their follow. So like, there's a, there's some people, they like dangle it over your head. Maybe I'll listen. Maybe I'll check it out. And you go, please don't, don't. please, please don't. don't. I, I'm living, I'm feeding myself now with the people I got. It'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, that's such a great point. It is such a consumer world. And you know, and I tell like my audience all the time, and I know you feel the same way. Like you have a diehard following with the J train podcast. And, and I'm so grateful to the people who tune in, but it's like, I don't need, I don't need your, I, I don't need that validation from your aunt who's already been here when people are like, I drag, I, I drug my boyfriend. I, I drug my cousin to your show. <laughs> they ended up having a great fucking time. I'm like, no shit, Emily. They're going to have a good time because I, I, I'm a professional and I want you to have a good time. And if you're having fun with them, it's a whole, it's a whole like utopian society. If you just come in and lock in and say, I'm going to giggle today, you're going to have a great time. It's well, also the people who come to comedy shows who are like, <laughs> don't want to laugh. You're like, then why did you come out to see comedy? Why did you? Well, they take it as a challenge. You know, Again, like, the challenge. Yeah. Men are not great about this. We yeah. a part a part of a man's whole worth is that he's funny you know yeah. like so i understand it, that it's not I, it, it's about 
if they're funny? Well, because women say, what do you like? A funny guy. They better be funny. So because we keep the bar so low, Jared. That's why. Again, all you got to. All you're going to do is a few good impressions and, and I'll blow you. You're getting blown. You're good. You know, like things are going to be okay. Right. Men know that they can, you know, it's like, you know, I, we talk about dating. We gave dating advice on my show. You know, well, who do the guys think they are? Well, right. they think that they, if they get in front of you, they'll just be funny enough because they're funny. Right. So they'll make it happen. You know, the the confidence of man is built through that, that you could just be, just get me in the meeting. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Which I feel the same way because I am so much a salesperson. I'm always like, no, just let me, let me in the room. Let me in the room. I'll prove it. (laughs) It's funny too, when I meet, you know, maybe I'll be at a party at a friend's house, whatever. Backyard barbecue and somebody comes up and they don't know me. And the the husband's always kind of, you know, elbow up to me and they go, so. You're a comedian. (laughs) And I'm like, here we go. And I'm like, yep, sure I am. They're like, I don't know a lot of female comedians. I'm like, of course you don't, because you only listen to Joe Rogan. I know how this goes. I am my, I start rolling up my sleeves, putting the napkin around my neck. Like, Mm. let's get out the ribs and let's just eat this guy because I'm I'm prepared for what's going to happen. And I, it's funny because I get like thrown into this like female world because I, you know, I, I I do work with betches and, and, and I enjoy, like, to me, I love it. I think it's so much fun. I love that women come to my show. I get compliments every comedy club. Oh my God. Your, your audience is so awesome. They're all fun women. Female audiences are the best. Every, every theater I leave, they go, wow, what a great audience. What a great show. How like great, like just a great energy. It's, they it's great it's an energy. energy. Yeah. They, they brought their friends. Yeah. They, you know, they, they drank high end shit. You know, yeah. they, they had a <laughs> night, they planned it. You know, listen, women, you know, white women specifically at comedy shows, they get a bad reputation because it, you know, every group has their group that, you know, acts out at a comedy show. Right. But, you know, I have so much fun with the audience and then the staff will be like, and then someone told me, and the guy you're referencing, the guy that comes up to you at a barbecue and is like, oh, yeah. I never heard of a lot of female comics. I get that guy too, because I know exactly what comics are going to name to me yeah. to let me know that they know more than the average guy. And I'm Ugh. like, yeah. And then they go, you ever heard of them? I'm like, yeah, we're friendly. Yeah. They're a friend yeah. of mine. And, and, and yeah. the we staff, all see each other at the club. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, I, I know these people. And then they go, I had a comedy club. They were like, you get like big parties of women. It's so much fun. And then they go, we have a lot of one-topper comedians. And I was like, what's that? What's a one-topper comedian? And they go, it's when it's one dude at a table drinking a Bud Light alone. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I, go, I go. Also a guy would probably blow, but yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I go, who, who has an audience like that? And they started naming the people yeah. and I go, Oh, okay. That makes sense. You know, like I I understand why this show was more fun for you than those (laughs) shows. I get it. We like, we have a bunch of women named Michelle. They're all named Michelle at the same table. They all ordered 60. They ordered each individually six orders of chicken tenders because they hadn't, they've been on a keto diet for the last (laughs) like 
four months. They had yeah. 25 McUltras and they're thriving. I'm like, it doesn't <laughs> get better than this. But I also yes. think too, and I, I mean, you know, my audience has gotten way more diverse, a lot more dudes coming out to shows. But again, it's always that element. I drug my husband to your show and then they have yeah. a fucking great time and they're like, fuck yeah. It's, I hate that comedy has to be so, it just, you know. Well, it, they it's find like, you from something else. Yes. Very few comics are found specifically from stand-up comedy. They, well, you have you to find, diversify your portfolio now, right? If you, you don't have, have a thing. If you don't have a podcast, you're writing six <laughs> scripts, you also like volunteer <laughs> cleaning toilets at the stand in New York, Listen, then you're never going to make it. I, I'll tell you this. So I just gave a TED Talk. Oh, wh- Spe- wow. Speaking, speaking of other Like a real things, TED Talk? So I got an email. Oh, I can't um, wait for this. So I, are you a Ted fan? I, I've, I'm wa- not. I've watched some, but I, I, as a performer, I just get so anxious. Cause I'm like, how did they, how did they write this? You know what I mean? So I have no relation to Ted. I've ne- I know it as a punchline and thank you for coming to my Ted talk. Yeah. I, I would know how to do that joke. Wait, is Ted like I, a real person? No, I, okay. I thought that too. Okay. I thought the exact same thing. It's like Ted Turner Ted, and he's just like, yeah. I thought it was like a genius named Ted who wanted yeah. to see if other people could be as smart as him. I really thought that was what it was. Me too. I had no and idea. I so And I'm a stupid fucking idiot. So I was like, I, I get a message through my website. Hey, I'm with TEDx Reno. And we have, and so TEDx are independently run TED Talks okay. that kind of, I, I think siphon into the Ted universe. Okay. So they basically offered me to come as a performer. So they said, you can come as a performer and we, we give a whole day of Ted talks. And then at the end of each segment, a performer goes on stage and is, is more someone who can make this a little more fun. So would you okay. want to come? My manager's like a big Ted guy. And he was like, you got to do it. He goes, people will see you in a whole new light. They've heard, you know, you talk about dating stuff, but it's hard on stage to talk about, you, you got to make it funny. You know, yeah. come on, bring the jokes. Yeah. So I was like, I guess I'll do it. And I went to Reno. They didn't pay me. They paid my expenses. And also, I love that Reno is the place that we're doing TED Talks. You know I, what I mean? couldn't believe I love it. that like, like a smoky casino by the highway is where, exactly. we're, is where we're trying to encourage people to get their lives together. <laughs> Heather McMahon, you nailed it. That is exactly where I stayed. Silver Legacy Casino. Of course. I taped the whole thing. I taped all the behind the scenes. I brought Great. a videographer. It's yeah. all on my YouTube page. It's me oh, walking yeah. through Reno. So people can go check that out. But I'm saying, I and then what am I going to talk about? Right. And I'm like, I didn't realize that some standups, you probably know a couple like Dusty Slay yeah. did just stand up. So you can do a TED talk, but they just did their stand up. And I was like, I didn't know that was an option. Right. So I was like, I'm going to put together this dissertation. So <laughs> I, and like literally Liz Mealy, who's a great comic, she was one yeah. of the other performers. She goes, I'm just doing stand up. I go, I, I, I'm like, from freaking month, I'm out. freaking out. You're like, I and thought I was just going to do, I was going to come out there, do it, write a manifesto, change the lives of people. And they're like, can you do just a tight 10? And you had no right. idea. <laughs> I, I had no idea. And I literally, so I wrote this thing and it's called who should pay for the first date. That's well, what like that. TED Talks about. Okay. Who should pay for the first date? Because I think it's a, especially you've been on the podcast. You were great. We've given dating advice together. You understand that, like, I don't tell people what to do when I give dating advice. I'm like, you know, you're empathetic, op- to, empathetic to people's and, issues. Yeah. And it's option A, B or C. You can do one of these three things 
and it's going to result in you feeling a certain way. Right. And whatever that feeling is, you got to trust it. Right. So who should pay for a first date is like a very hot viral clickbaity title, which is done on purpose. Because when I say who should pay for the first date, every time people are like, well, I think, well, I think, well, no, 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 it should be this. It should be that whoever asked and you go, okay, that's fine. The whole premise of the Ted talk was to get to everyone's right. Right. And the, the reality is if you like paying and the other person doesn't like being paid for, you are not the match and that's okay. All right. So picture this, right? It's the summertime. Maybe you got a bad sunburn. Maybe you need to get a mold check. You're sitting around. You're like, ah, shit. Do you know how long it takes to get into a damn dermatologist's office? I don't have time. I can't wait till December to when this mold's probably turning into something it shouldn't have. What am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to go on ZocDoc, which is a free app. Literally download it to your phone. You go on the app. You go, all right, say I'm in Wisconsin. I need, uh, what am I looking for? Dermatologist. Well, when I like the appointment, very soon. What's my insurance? Plug that into this little bad boy app. And guess what? It will show you doctors who are in network around your area and have appointments. You can literally in the app, book the appointment with the doctor instead of having to call and get some cranky old nurse or, you know, some old secretary on the phone who's like, I'll call you back in four months. Our next appointments and, you know, next July, you're like, bitch, that's a year from now. I don't have time for this. What I love about ZocDoc, it makes it so easy. You literally book it right through the app and it's amazing. And guess what? It's a free app. All you do is download at ZocDoc.com and you're right there. Go to ZocDoc.com slash absolutely and download the ZocDoc app for free, then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are usually available within 24 hours, so no months of waiting in to see somebody. Again, that's Zoc, Z-O-C, D-O-C dot com slash absolutely. That's ZocDoc.com slash absolutely. I love ZocDoc. I've been using it forever. Get your moles checked. ZocDoc.com. I think we have to be more okay with saying someone's not our match than trying to follow all the same rules as someone else who's not like us. Because what I noticed was, and I and I used who should pay for the first day, I put on my Instagram, I put it as like a, a poll or a question right. box. I'm like, tell me what gender you identify as and who should pay for the first date. All these people who identified as female danced around. They danced around the topic. They couldn't answer the question. They, they would go, well, if, you know, what first drink them, then me, or, and then a no, lot you're of them pay, go, you're paying for the date. <laughs> yeah. And, and well, that's the thing. So few people were just okay with saying you pay for the date. And that's kind of right. what the whole Ted talk was about. So I went and worked on this in comedy clubs. So I'm at the cellar yeah. and I'm going up and I'm going and the joke parts would go well. Like I, you know, and then yeah. I, I would get to the part about like, you got to own your feeling. You got to, and you'd see these people who are like drunk in a comedy club. What the fuck is this? Why is he my, telling us how to feel? I have a tingle in my taint of some sort of childhood <laughs> trauma. Like, yeah, in my show too, I have moments where 
I like I like when you're at a comedy show and you feel the feelings. So like my yes. last tour, I end it with how my dad died. And it's uh-huh. so funny when people walk away from it and they go, I felt something inside. I felt something deep inside. I couldn't figure out what it was. Some people say like, I left in tears, but it's obviously there's hard jokes. There's hard yeah. punchlines, but I like people to walk away going, I learned something. I felt something. I, I had an emotional response to it. People like something was tingling inside of me. It was this like, you know, this, this moment of just like tapping back into my childhood or something, this feeling that comes yeah. over you. And I want you to walk away going, I didn't just laugh, but I, I learned something. Is that cheesy? And I don't think that's cheesy at all. And I, and I, and it's even more fun when they don't expect it, you know, right. cause they yeah. walked in and they're like, yeah. I'm going to watch Heather yeah. put on some wigs and tell be us a fucking fun idiot. jokes and be fucking fun. Yeah. And then they're like, wait a minute, why are you you're talking yeah. about? And then it, it, what, what frustrates, I think from our end is like, someone will go, you know, the people that don't let that happen. You yeah. know, every now and again, you get someone who's like, no, 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 no stop. I'm feeling shit. <laughs> yeah, <And you> yeah. go, <laughs> That's what comedy is. Yeah. Comedy is literally peeling back the layers of the things that make you so uncomfortable we are speaking from our human perspective of what we've been through. It's like, if I just got up and told dick jokes all day, wow, still funny. It's like, let me talk about my, what I've been through and how you can relate to that. And that's what connects us all. And I think sometimes, you know, again, confidence comes into this where it's like, who am I? I'm not going to teach anybody of this. And, And I don't think, you know, but what we're doing is saying something that someone's had on their mind. Cause right. we're 10% away from and All of us are 10% away from each other. All of us are, no one's, my dad always said like, no one's smarter than you. You're not yeah. smarter than anyone else. And it's oh, and that's that. the truth. And it's like, but it's the truth, but it's also like, we're just going up there giving, you know, life to it and speaking to it and having yeah. someone go, thank you. Finally, someone yeah. said something I've been thinking, right. you know, or, or put the words to something I haven't had the time to, that's a great to, point. to put, into that order, you know, like I haven't been able to take the time to process how I was feeling in yes. order to like verbalize what is fucked up about the situation. And we're paid to do that. And we're, we're paid, paid to, to do go, it. Yeah. To, to think and about some, stupid shit. For sometimes wear wigs, long. you know, yeah, and wear wigs and talk about farts and penis. That, yeah. You know, that all it's a poopoo platter of demented. If I was ever going to do a TED talk and I feel very strongly about this and I think it wasn't until I got really like I was dialed into like my career and what I was doing. And obviously it's easy to say this now, but when people come to me, sometimes I specifically young women who are like, I want to get into comedy. I go, don't. Mm -hmm. I'm literally like, do not get into comedy. (laughs) If this has just been a whim of a dream that you've had or you see me doing it and you think it's fun, don't. If people don't realize the 15 years it took for me to even get here and I still don't know if tomorrow is guaranteed, right? There's nothing about what we do that's guaranteed. But putting comedy aside, I always say the best advice is the reason I stuck with comedy is like, okay, my TED talk would be called stay in your lane. And I've talked Mm. about this before on this podcast, but find out what you're good at that still brings you just a twinge of joy and stay in your lane and go for it 110%. That is the only advice I can give to any young person. Figure out what you're semi good at and then go a hundred miles an hour down the Autobahn chasing that. And people are going to come to you and be like, you know, no one's going to see it as much as you're going to see it. You know, like, and no one, and I I love what you said where you're like enjoying, like, I'm enjoying, could you do it with nobody paying you a dime? Yeah. Could you, you know, and I, it, it is, 
I mean, I sold life insurance and annuities when I first moved to New York City. We've I was miserable. Those, didn't really those jobs, yeah, yeah. And and people will say to me, "Oh, it, good thing you got out of finance, or good thing you know." And I'm like, "No, no, no. It just I I wanted to love it as much as people seem to love what they did." Yeah, you know, like I and I just didn't, and I felt kind of. If you're a numbers gal, then, then that's why I tell people, I'm like, everybody has something different. Everybody has a different gift. If you're a numbers gal, you're great at analytics. I get a friend who gets such a fucking high off a spreadsheet and like figuring out where, what kind of Roth IRA you should be a part of. And I literally encourage her. I was like, why don't you be going to financial planning and financial advising? And she's crushing it now. I'm like, figure out what you're semi, not even great at semi understand can kind of get like maybe a semi chub from you're like, I like (laughs) finance taxes turn me on then do it you yeah know? If you don't need a fluffer then yeah. you're in the right lane then you're it, in the right lane is, yeah uh, it's just we live in the you know the internet is both the problem and the solution the, totally the internet is 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 an issue but what happens a lot on the internet is there's agreed upon language the you we all agree you know and and if you're not because i think of like the finance people when i think of this because pe- people feel very comfortable to saying to me Oh yeah, fuck, fuck finance. Good thing you didn't do fucking be some yeah. boring banker. And it's like, no, no, no. For someone that is like the most amazing thing. That's what they get off to. That's they, you know, no fluff, no fluffer nutter. You yeah. know, like they yeah. and, and, full, and ere- like, full erection the moment they erection. walk into Chase Bank. <laughs> yeah, you got to. And like I, I yell at the Bachelor on my Instagram, and, and yeah. people watch it with me. And I now I get like so many people. I hate the Bachelor. I hate. I'm like. Okay, I get like such an enjoyment out of making yeah. fun of this show. Like it goes, it let goes it back, happen. It goes back to the lady saying, "I don't know who you are." All right, then okay. don't. What do you want me to do, <laughs> bitch? What do you want me to do? Exactly. I, you know, on a positive note, I love, and I'm sure you get this when people come and they don't know who you are. They get mm. taken by a friend and then they leave the show. And, and I've had people literally come to my meet and greets who are like, I didn't know who you were before tonight. I fucking had a blast. New fan. Like, that's the kind of positive energy we need. I'm I, a comedian. I already get kicked, beaten down <laughs> every fucking day by my own family. That's also why I'm in comedy. Yes. So just say, you know what? Don't know who you are. Going to check you out and just keep it moving. Keep the conversation well, I, you, moving. You can tell who has <laughs> confidence and who, who doesn't have confidence based on their compliments. When oh. I get like... Like they're like the, the, the when it's a bad compliment, then it's a low confidence person. I always know. I can always feel it. Like Great I had point. someone the other night. I was at the comedy cellar, and some woman messages me. Oh my god! And she messages me. Can I read it to you? Yes, I would. I, I would love this. Okay, because this was like nothing brings me, me more joy than a horrible DM. <laughs> <laughs> this is secretly hard. Okay. Like, I hope you see how horrible it is because it's actually the jujitsu of horror. Okay, okay, great. I'm ready. And, and let me start this by saying I'm a huge fan of Ashley and Raina from Girls Gotta Eat. They've the had best. me on as a guest all the time. They're great and they're good friends of mine. So right. this is, but this is what happens. I get, what's up, Jared? Saw you perform last night and met you briefly at by the bar. It was our friend's birthday. You were hilarious. Love seeing you live. I've been a fan of You Up, which is my other podcast, the You Up podcast, and mostly girls gotta eat. And then puts in parentheses, sorry, laughing face emoji for years. And it's like, why are you pitting people against each other? Oh, that's the other thing. Why can nobody say, I listen to you, I listen to you, I had a great time. Yeah. I don't need the mathematical (laughs) equation 
of how you see things and how, because there's for every one of you, there's another person who sees it the other way. It doesn't matter. And it's like, and then I wrote back, I go, I go straight up. I go straight, kill him with kindness. I wrote, thanks so much. Happy you enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Follow along. So you know when I'm performing again, she doesn't follow. So yeah. I go, hey, I'm like, give me that follow bitch. You know, like, so then I'm like, Dude, dude, and then and then she writes. She writes back. Yeah, we should get a drink next time. Yeah. I don't want to fucking drink with you. <laughs> you just made me. You just kind of gave me a weird backhanded compliment and pin um, me against just, my best friends. <laughs> yeah, you pin me against good friends of mine. Like you're a divisive, fucking messy chick. Get out of here, you dramatic, messy, fucking messy. asshole. Yeah. You know what? That's an absolutely not. I love these, these shady bitches and guys too. It can be, it's across the board with these shady people who sign the DMS and then, and then, you know, like, or sometimes they're like, Hey, like I'll get stuff too. We're like, and we love Ashley and Randy from girls. Got but they're like, yeah. you haven't been on in six months. Like, are you guys fighting? I'm like, wait, what? This, I'm like, this- I've been on the road. We're all living <laughs> our own lives. They come up with this, like these crazy fans. They come up yeah. with this, like, weird fucked up like scenario in their brain. It's like, no, we're all working. I will say this is <laughs> the more female part of the comedy world. Yeah. Like when, like in the male segment of comedy, when two people have beef, it is like a yelling at each other over podcasts. Like yeah. it is like, fuck that guy. I hate them. They hate me. Then they end up on each other's podcasts talking about why they hate each other. It's very yeah. direct. In the female world of, of of comedy, the fans are like, did you hear? Yeah. Did you, <laughs> did you know Heather McMahon hasn't been on J-Train in like a year? Something is off. And 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 I, I got an email from a woman. This is actually interesting. We got it on You Up podcast. And she she said she she's like, I got she she got a hundred thousand TikTok followers. Okay. And she was saying her new year, new me, (laughs) new year, new me. She's got all the dances. She, her, you know, she's, she's crushing. And she goes, she's noticing that in dating guys are turned off by. And she's like, social media presence. mm -hmm. And she's like, she's like a guy. Actually, I went on a date with a guy. And then I saw him a few weeks later. And the guy was like, you know what? The, the TikTok thing got to be a little much. And she said, and her email ends with, how do I kind of vet guys based on this new TikTok following? Right. And then she goes, also, I don't want to date a guy who has a TikTok following because I think it's weird for dudes to like be on TikTok. <laughs> and it's like, oh, so you don't like you. Okay. You know, so, so she's like, but it was interesting because I said, and, and I was like, well, TikTok is a home of gossip. Yeah. Men run away from gossip. Men don't, men run away. You know, we, we know that we're animals and assholes and we've all ghosted and sent texts that were probably like, oh, you know, I look like a fucking, you know, whatever. TikTok is a gossipy home. And I was like, you have to understand that like, you know, when we see like, oh, story time, this guy with a wedding ring came up to me and you go, well, 
did you buy, he bought you a drink? Okay. That kind of happens sometimes. That's a little messy, but like, you know, whatever. The the bachelor party, my favorite on TikTok, And like some of these assholes do need to get caught, but my favorite is where these women be like, so story time. I was at Myrtle beach this weekend and I was at Bubba gum shrimp shack. And the next thing you know, this man who had a very obvious wedding ring, his name was Tyler. And I did see on his ID, he was from Austin, Texas, bought me and my girls dirty Shirley's because it was our bachelorette trip. And you know, what he's 100% cheating on his wife I didn't see it for my own self yes. and he was actually very respectful and said I hope you girls have a great weekend and then actually pulled out his bible at the bar but I know he needs to get caught and you're like yeah what the fuck are you talking about because what is it's happening the, it's gossipy and, and, uh, it's gossipy and it's trend jumping yeah they jump on a trend because they know it'll pop off and get views if you say story yeah. time and husband with a ring even though it ends with dirty Shirley's and have fun ladies, you know, like, you know, it's these half stories that get, and they do get attention. You know, the, the, the West Elm Caleb thing was unbelievable because it, you know, there was once to me, if a woman says I'm dating a guy and another woman texts, texts her and goes, I just dated that guy. Not a great guy. Mission accomplished. Right. You did it. You You did it. You you warned someone. It's done. It's but done. Well, it's like the Mormon TikTokers, this whole like love tryst thing that's I, going on. I heard I'm about sh- it, but, I, but every time I see that, I keep scrolling. I go, I, I do. don't want to be around that. I don't want to be near that. I don't need that. Like This is why I don't like TikTok. Sound, that's the problem. It's a place to cancel on, people. It's yes. not even It's not even about being canceled because I think we're now on no. the other side. We've canceled being canceled. But it is a, let me drag you down. Let me pile on. It's such a pile on. I'll get tagged in shit sometimes where people are like, Heather, you can address this. You've eaten a Butterfinger before. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? How did I get drug into some ladies? Like I choked on a Butterfinger last week. And then they're like, Heather, you liked Butterfingers growing up as a child, right? Wasn't that your favorite Halloween candy? And you're like, why am I being tagged in this? Well, because we have to admit to what people get out of that. Follower, follower economy, the, the currency of a follow, the currency of a view. Yeah. These people see a hot, trendy topic and they go, oh, West Elm Caleb. Well, mm-hmm. I knew a guy named Christopher. Yeah. And you're like, wait, how did Christopher get here? <laughs> you're like, what the fuck is this? He's actually a really stand-up guy, pays his taxes on time <laughs> and volunteers in our community. But let me tell you about the time he didn't respond to a text. And yeah. then 4 million views, 700 women are outside with pitchforks outside of fucking Christopher's house. And he's like, what the, f- I'm just watching fucking <laughs> the Giants play football. What we is have, happening? <laughs> we have to admit to the incentive. The incentive yes. is if I'm on the hashtag, I might get views and I might get the attention that I wouldn't have gotten any other day. So you know, this with, is why I don't like TikTok. It's, it's, it's to me, to me, it's tough and it's also not genuine. I go on no. there and like, I'll watch cooking shit. I want to watch like somebody maybe do a dumb dance. But then when I started to slowly start posting, it doesn't bring me joy because to me, the Instagram community is way more like, if you want to follow me, you're going to follow me and engage. But in TikTok, yeah. it's a whole different algorithm. Well, but then people I would, find you out yeah, of nowhere. And, out of and nowhere. They, and they jump in midway and they, they don't want to get the joke. Like I just did, yeah. I posted, I had a tweet that like got, you know, again, incentive-based, yeah. incentive. Yeah. But I got a tweet that got, uh, I tweeted, how did this person afford this trip to Europe month on Instagram? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that is me admitting to that I'm envious of people's trips to Europe on Instagram. Yeah. 
I'm seeing people who are taking trips where I'm like, how did they afford that shit? Yeah. And it's a normal shitty thought. Yeah. And I, so I went on TikTok and I was like, I'll just redo the tweet on TikTok. So I was like, hey, everybody, it's how did this friend who doesn't seem to ever work afford the trip to Europe month? Has never paid for brunch month. Yes. <laughs> never once. And then so, but then you get people who get it because it gets views because people get it. Yeah. But then on TikTok, you find these people that go, well, I went to Europe on, on $3,000 on a budget. <laughs> It's too literal. The responses, people on TikTok are not in on the joke. There are some where they are in, like if you're in, you're dialed in and the comments are great. And then you get these random people who are like, well, have you ever seen that show, Samantha, or like Rachel raised $40 on a, $40 a day, you know, like how to do Europe on a budget. And you're like, wait, what? I'm not, this is not literal. I'm not asking you where to find a, you know, a $10 hostel. Why don't you understand this? I responded to that. So a comment, someone was like, I went for 3000. So I responded, made another video. I go, don't worry. Nobody's Googling your Ryanair flight. Nobody wants to know about your garbage holiday and express <laughs> trip. And then now this person has been commenting. Yeah. She's oh, yeah. like, I Googled him. He only, he's only worth this much. She like, Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, wait, having somebody try and Google your net worth is yes. even better. It's even a bigger high than somebody being like, they're the fan. I don't even know who you are. They're the fan. Also, no one's net worth is actually legit. I Google, it's of course, crazy. we all Google somebody's net worth. That's the dirtiest, grimiest, but absolute number one thing I Google. But that's not fucking accurate. You know, well, it, it was really funny that she's like, he seems desperate. I Googled his net worth. And it's like, yeah, I am. I'm very desperate. Thank you for coming <laughs> to my TED talk. <laughs> doing TED Talks to try and drum up more listeners. I'm doing TED Talks that I'm not getting paid for, that nobody told me I could have done a tight 20, like just been (laughs) slinging jokes. I'm actually out here trying to change the world. But yeah, you know what? Fuck you, Brenda. Send me your recs on where I should stay in Croatia for $14 a day. Thanks for coming to the king of desperates (laughs) TED Talk. Oh, Jared, that just made me laugh so hard. Yeah, (laughs) it's a weird world. And I think... You know, obviously everybody, all my listeners should follow you and and, and see you when you're okay. when you're on tour and you're doing the damn thing. I think we just have to, if I could give my advice, stay in Please. our lane, keep doing our thing. And two, and I'm sure you feel this, it's like, you know, your agents and managers are like, oh, you got to get on TikTok. You got to be posting this shit. And I'm like, you know what? The people who want to come find me will find me through the podcast. They'll find me through my Instagram mm. stories that I do every day. That's what fulfills me. And you know what? They'll come to my show. But it's a it's great advice. I'm starting to interrupt because no, TikTok right. is a good example of this because there is that thought of like, oh, I'll do what everyone else. Because TikTok is the hackiest app. People copy. They, they copy. And they, and they say, oh, it's a trend. No, you're just doing something, that, a joke that you saw someone else do and yeah. you know will get views. And exactly. the thing is, Heather McMahon is going to at some point, because you're a creator, you're funny, you're hilarious, you're going to, you're at some point going to have an idea that is going to be the thing other people try to have. And you're yeah. going to do it on TikTok, but you're going to do it on your own time because you don't need to do it. You're not sitting here posting three times a day. You're going to end up finding the Heather McMahon version of TikTok that's best. And I, I, I say that with I myself I love that advice. I love that. Yeah, I feel the same way, Jared. Yeah. It's like for you. It's, yeah, it's like stop these these agents, these managers, and all this shit. They're like, you got to get in the algorithm. No, no, no. I'm and now that I turned thirty five this year, I'm at the mindset. Like you said, if you want to tune in, tune in. If you don't, 
I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to continue to do what I have to do. And then I will just, I've got it. Cause at some point I have to have a shred of dignity yeah. left. I, you just know? a shred. Just, <laughs> just a, a shred. shred. No, no, I'm already a comedian. Not very much. Not very much. No. I already literally ripped my own vagina to shreds on stage. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know what else you guys want from me. We are already so giving. And you can get don't, the Rip yeah. My Own Vaginas to Shreds t-shirt. <laughs> At heatherontour.com. Heatherontour.com. We got plenty Jared, of Vagina Shreds t-shirt. This has brought me so much joy. Thank you for coming on the Absolutely Not Podcast. Tell everybody where they can find you. I, I know you're going to be on the road a bit this summer. Tell, tell us everybody where they can find you. I can't thank you enough for having me. It's always a pleasure talking to you. We, it, we give our two-year catch-up. And yes. I, I love it I, and have fun at the wedding. I don't know when this comes out, but the wedding is going to be beautiful and wonderful. You're the and best. I'm at Jared Freed on Instagram and I got the U Up podcast, the J Train podcast. And if you like the Bachelor or Bachelorette, I'll be yelling at it on my Instagram at Jared Freed. I do shows, jaredfreed.com, but go follow on Instagram. That's where I, I do my best work. I and I will say, Jared, just for a visual, if anybody's listening to this audibly, Jared is a very handsome man. Oh, He's a great you. guy. He's got a great rep with the female comedians. He's not a creepy male comedian. <laughs> you are. You're a very handsome guy and you're single. So ladies, if you're horned up, slide in those DMs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. I'll send a heart. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Jared, thank you for coming on. Um, as always, you can find Jared Instagram. He's got 7 million podcasts, but find him on the show. road. I, I will tell you this right now. Go see live comedy. Support other comedians. We're about this life. And hey, never forget, stay in your lane. Thank you, Jared. Thank you. Just want to thank Jared Freed for coming on my podcast. He's such a joy and a delight. And I love introducing you guys to other funny people. Obviously, you know, you always request that I bring on like Lisa Vanderpump. That's not going to happen on this podcast. Okay. I'd like to keep it real, keep it transparent and bring you people who bring me joy in my life. And obviously I know a lot of y'all are new fans to comedy. So get out there and support other comedians because I think a lot of us, if I can toot our own horn are doing the Lord's work. But again, you can follow Jared Freed on Instagram. Um, he's got the J train podcast and I just want to thank each and every one of you for being here today. Please call into my hotline. We'll get back to the voicemails next week. 800-213-7503. Again, that's the absolutely not line. And I'll be answering all those hot, hot button, hot topic questions the best I can. I love you. I mean it. Thanks for being here. Arrivederci, Chabella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.